welcome to the Modern Homesteading Podcast. We have allowed ourselves to become so disconnected and ignorant about something that is as intimate as the food that we eat. Be prepared to grow your own for victory. John said I need somebody strong enough to clear trees and heave bales, yet gentle enough to yean lambs and wean pigs and tend the pink foamed pullets who will stop his mower for an hour to splint the broken leg of a meadowlark. So God made a farmer. Hello and welcome to the Modern Homesteading Podcast. I'm your host, Harold Thornbro, and glad you're joining me today. On this episode, we're going to be joined by Jalay from Wondering Barefoot Farm. She's going to talk to us a little bit about the, the things she's trying up there on her homestead over in uh, Illinois. And, uh, you know, I think you're going to be really encouraged by all the things she, she has to say. Um, she was doing a whole bunch of, of really neat stuff there. And uh, I think she's where a lot of people want to be. And I think she's well on her way to being where she wants to be. So, uh, you know, she's just kind of like right there in the middle. You know, a lot of folks we get on, they're just starting out. And we get some people on that's been doing it for a long, long time. And I feel like just Jalay is like right there in the middle. You know, she's she's really doing some really good stuff. And you can just tell she's going to she's gonna have everything she wants on her homestead one day. So before we get into that, though, uh, I usually talk about the things that are going on and on my little homestead, but honestly, there ain't a lot. Um, for the last couple of weeks, you probably noticed I missed a couple episodes of the uh, the little five minute uh, show I was doing, and uh, I was just really sick. <laughs> I got I had like an upper respiratory thing going on. It ended up having some chest pains and some really high blood pressure. I'm assuming because of that, and it actually landed me in the hospital for a couple of days. But I'm uh, starting to feel pretty good now, so I think it's all over for the most part. And, uh, yeah, it was a little bit of, it had a little bit of a scare there though, is, uh, just hadn't really had to deal with anything like that for a while. And, uh, like I said, I went to the emergency room cause I was actually having chest pains and, and they admitted me and spent the whole next day, uh, just running tests and doing all kinds of stuff. And I've had to do some follow up with some doctors and there's still some more tests we're going to have to run, but I feel a lot better. So I think, I think it's, uh, I think I'm doing better. Um, but yeah, I haven't been doing a lot around the homestead though, because of that. And the weather hasn't been great for that anyway, but uh, today it's in the upper 50s and it's sunny and, and we're going to have like all week long, it's going to be upper 40s and 50s. So uh, I think spring's coming <laughs> and uh, I think the weather's going to turn around here real soon and and we're really going to get some things done and get some things in the ground. I'm still looking forward to getting a few trees planted here on the homestead real soon. And um, But other than that, you know, it's just kind of hanging in there. <laughs> That's where we're at. So uh, with all that, let's just jump right into this interview with uh, Jalay. I think you're really going to enjoy this. So let's get started. Well, Jalay, welcome to the Modern Homesteading Podcast. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Well, I'm glad to have you on. And uh, you've got a lot going on, it sounds like, just from our little bit of correspondence on Facebook. Uh, it sounds like you got a little farm happening there right where you're at. And I can't wait to hear more yeah. about it. Yeah. So, um, yeah, you, it's been you, awesome. You're over in Illinois, right? I am, yeah. So we're not far from you, even. Yeah, yeah. You don't say you're uh, kind of northern Illinois? Yeah, we're we're about um, forty five minutes west of Chicago. Okay, yeah, yeah, you're pretty yeah. not too far away. Well, uh, and you moved up from Texas, huh? Yeah, I mean, I'm from here originally, uh-huh. so I've actually had this property that we're on currently um, for about the last six years, and I was living here prior to that. And um, my husband's from Texas, so he wanted to move down there and be closer to his family and. So we did a short stint there and quickly realized that we wanted to come back up here. So <laughs> Preferred Illinois to Texas. You don't hear that very often. Yeah, 
<laughs> I know. You know, we were really south. We were in Corpus Christi, mm-hmm. so almost to Mexico there, and yeah. um, it was great as far as. You know, we did it, just tons of saltwater fishing, and there's nothing better than fresh fish from the Gulf. You know, it was pretty amazing. But as far as the economy went and just, you know, we we actually trekked down there with all of our animals and um, tried to do a little homesteading there. But our, our land was so bad. It was like a, almost like it was people buried garbage because every oh, wow. couple of days yeah the chickens would like dig up all this garbage and oh, none of our plants would grow and yeah so we just really miss this lifestyle and we have such an amazing setup up here that we just came back so yeah i, I understand that i mean i i love warm weather and i mean winters are kind of tough but there's just something kind of healthy about the to me about the four seasons and getting to experience oh, it all and, totally. you know, i like it yeah. yeah, he, my husband's big on, you know, summer all year round. And I just, I love the winter. I love snow. I love fall. So I missed it a lot. And so I'm glad we're back up here. <laughs> yeah, I can't say I love winter, but I also understand yeah. it has some importance for the homestead. So I appreciate it. Totally. I <laughs> well, totally. I, so everybody gets a break. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. So, so how did you, uh, how'd you get into this lifestyle of homesteading? I mean, is it something you grew up doing or is it something you wanted to do or what? Yeah, no, not, not at all. Actually, my, um, my parents, my family in general comes from like a long line of the, you know, traditional kind of American dream route, you know, go to college and, you know, start their mm-hmm. career and start a family and all that. And, um, I've always been a little different. I think what kind of started it all was I had, you know, a health scare myself back in 2016 and I was just, um, diagnosed with PCOS, which is a polycystic ovarian syndrome. Um, and I had three surgeries that year and they told me like, I could never have kids and that, um, you know, I'd probably have to have more surgeries and all this stuff. And I wouldn't be able to, you know, maintain a healthy body weight and all of this stuff. And I started researching nutrition and I think that's kind of what led me into where we are now. But, you know, now today I'm pregnant, six months pregnant, and wow. I haven't had PCOS in, in five years just from changing my diet. So, oh, wow, that's quite a <laughs> yeah, testimony so, to, good, to good food, healthy food. Yeah. 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 And it went away pretty quick. I mean, they were, you know, they told me it's apparently, I put it in quotes, an incurable disease, but obviously that's not true. And, um, yeah, the the year after I started, you know, a pretty plant-based diet, I'd still eat meat, but I was just very cautious of, you know, where I got it from and the quality and all of that. And I went back a year later with a clean scan. So oh, wow. um, I truly think food has just so much to do with everything. It is yeah. everything, you know, and you know that too. I've, oh, I know yeah. your story as well. And yeah, so it's just, and then it kind of, you know, as we got into the factory farming part of it, it kind of turned us off completely from buying store-bought food as far as meat goes and all that stuff. And we just started growing our own, and and that kind of spiraled out to where we are now. So That's great. Yeah, I hear that testimony from a lot of people, how food just really helped them uh, do better. And it ain't, it, in my opinion, is it doesn't cure everything, and it doesn't, you know, it doesn't mean you'll never be sick or anything like that. But, totally. it, you know, but but it sure does make a difference in your health, you know, for sure. And, and oh, yeah. I, I think so many of our problems stem from just unhealthy eating anymore. They really do. Yeah, definitely. Especially, you know, in the Midwest, we have such a culture of, you know, not, and even in the South, not eating the best. Mm-hmm. So once you kind of turn that track, I mean, you can feel it in your body and in your energy. And 
yeah, it's pretty amazing what sure. a little good healthy food will do. <laughs> so you're so you're growing and raising most of your food now. Yeah, so we're we're definitely a far far away. We have a lot to a lot to go here, but we are getting closer every year to um, you know staying out of grocery stores. So we have um, right now we've got about thirty chickens. Um, we have one goose, a couple ducks, a few ducks, uh, some quail. And, um, you know, last summer we had pigs, so Mm -hmm. we still have pigs in the freezer, but, um, yeah. And we're just kind of getting closer to raising all of our own meat that we want to eat this year. We're getting pigs again and getting, um, a couple black Angus cows from down the road Mm -hmm. and starting bees as well. And then we have about an acre of a garden. How large of a property overall do you have? Uh, we're just under six and a half acres here. Okay, yeah, quite a bit of room then. Okay, great. Well, it yeah. sounds like you're doing a lot then, yeah. Yeah, we're trying to get, get a lot done before the baby comes, so that hopefully <laughs> I'm due in June. So, of oh, course, it's yeah. like at the peak time. Right, it'll be the busiest <laughs> so just, time of the year. you got an extra thing going on. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, totally. So we're trying to, you know, start our, our seeds now and um, try to plot out everything. We have to – we have a big – Field. So we have to, you know, mow that down to get the garden tilled out. And mm-hmm. yeah, it's just all sorts of crazy, but it's been just amazing to jump in. We started with six chickens, of course, which I think how, is how most people start. Um, and then it quickly blew up into all of these things. <laughs> That's how it happens. <laughs> well, yeah. so now you're starting seeds pretty early then right now. I mean, you're starting them this early where you're at. That's, uh, that's probably a few weeks earlier than what you would really need to are you going to be doing like some market gardening or yeah so we are starting super early we haven't started all of our seeds right now we just have like arugula kale broccoli Mm. cauliflower and some onions started um so we're going to be selling transplants this year um we've had a lot in the past like we'll always sell our leftover plants that you know we just can't fit into the garden and people seem to really go crazy about that so we've mm-hmm. gotten a lot of messages asking about that so we're kind of just upping our um seeds this year to sell a little extra um you know get a little extra profit from those so we started pretty early yeah and our our lettuces are going to be you know going to be able to go out pretty early um as far as our broccoli and cauliflower goes we wanted them to be bigger before they go out we mm-hmm. started like with smaller transplants last year and they just didn't do that well last year was kind of a weird year for us too we didn't i don't know how you guys did Yo, over there but yeah it was, a, it was really the worst year of gardening i think i've had yeah <laughs> yeah us too man it was just so rainy and crappy and yeah yep. we did not have we did not have a good year we did we do have old grapevines which is amazing mm-hmm. um and the grapevines did awesome so it was a good year for the grapes but other than that, our tomatoes were pretty bad. We had a good squash year, but yeah, it was it wasn't amazing. So hopefully this year we get good weather. But yeah, so we're just trying to start stuff early, um, especially in preparation for June. So we're trying to get everything in the ground um, as soon as we can. Our predicting here is um, May first is the last frost date. I'm not sure how it is everywhere else, but that's what they're mm-hmm. predicting for this year. So we'll see, but yeah, we're starting early for sure. <laughs> yeah. Now uh, talk a little bit about that for a second. What kind of a setup do you have for starting seeds? Do you just have some shelves in your house and some grow lights or what do you, what do you got going on there? Yeah. Yeah. We have, um, 
right now they're just on the kitchen table. <laughs> um, <laughs> <Been there. they're, laughs> yep. <laughs> they're about to move downstairs. Actually, my husband, as we speak, is building out our grow room in our basement. Mm. So we are blessed with a, um, a built-in root cellar down there, which is amazing. And also just a completely open basement. Um, mm-hmm. And my husband's a contractor. So it's really nice to have him around. He can do anything. <laughs> so he's building out a room down there right now um, that he's actually finishing up and it'll be, you know, temperature regulated and we'll have all the grow lights in there and yeah. it'll really help bump up our process. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. I know a lot of people are moving to that, you know, to having the indoor, you know, rack systems and just getting a lot of grow lights going and it, it does work really well. Yeah, you're right. I mean, in previous years, it's been kitchen table and as soon as I could get warm enough to get them out in the greenhouse, I'd do that. But I seem like totally. starting all over the kitchen table and my wife's giving me dirty looks because we can't even eat at the table yep. anymore. <laughs> But we get totally, it. <laughs> yeah. We use every ounce of counter space we have. We're just like, yeah, oh, screw it. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, get, it's gotta gotta get it nice. Yeah. yeah, we haven't done um, the grow room before, so we're kind of that's gonna, a new thing that we're trying out this year with our seeds to see. Um, and we also really want to get into microgreens, which I know you do a little bit of that too. Mm-hmm. Um, so we definitely want to get into that. It's just a great. We're in a really lucky, and we're in just a, such a amazing community of people that are you know, very much so moving towards small farms and homesteads mm-hmm. and buying their food locally, which is awesome. So we have a ton of support yeah. and people are actually asking for these things, which is cool because it pushes us to do them when we, mm-hmm. they're already on our list, but you know, you oh, know yeah. how it goes. Your list just keeps growing. <laughs> so that's, gr- that's great. When, when people the, start when, asking. Yeah. When the market comes to you and you don't have to create a market for something, that's, that's yeah. a way better deal. Yeah, absolutely. Totally. Yeah. And it's, and it's cool because we, we, you know, we do this for ourselves. And, um, you know, I started a Facebook page last year and it just kind of blew up. And, you know, it's crazy. I work at a restaurant in town and, you know, sometimes I'll mention the farm and they ask the name and they're like, oh, I follow you on Facebook. And it's so crazy to, you know, have that kind of recognition <laughs> already. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. That is, it yeah, is a weird thing cool. when people outside of your normal community recognize you from online. That is weird. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. It's really strange, but it's cool because, you know, we love sharing this and educating people and, you mm-hmm. know, showing them that it's not hard to homestead even, you know, on your, from your apartment or wherever. It's, it's so easy to just grow your own food. So, oh yeah, I mean you're no doubt. I mean it takes some space to grow everything you, you want to eat. Totally. You're on several acres, and you're finding you're not growing everything yet, and, and you may, oh, no. you may never oh, grow yeah. everything or raise everything. But um, but boy, you can do so much wherever you're at. Yeah, That's something I just point out all the time, and people probably get tired of me saying it, but it's so true. Totally, yeah. It's I mean we're not even scraping the surface really of mm-hmm. you know what you could do, um, but yeah, it's fun to just. It's such an amazing lifestyle, just being able to work outside all day, and it's so rewarding. And, mm-hmm. yeah, it's just been super amazing. And learning, like, every day. The pigs were such a big lesson. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Um, we got three spotted pigs last year. Um, they were about eight weeks old when we got them. And we did a pen with just electric wire in the in our wooded lot we have a Mm -hmm. in front of our house is a a nice probably an acre of woods um maybe an acre and a half but we set up set them up back there and uh they flipped that plot into just a total mud pit and like 
you know, less than four days. <laughs> That's amazing. Isn't it? <laughs> yeah. They can and root it up. It was, oh gosh. Yeah. It was insane. By the end of it, it was just like, you know, we would get stuck in the mud and we were like having, <laughs> trying to figure out how to move them, but they were afraid of the electric flyer. Even when we took it down, you know, they're just so smart. And the whole process was such a huge learning situation for us. Like loading them into the, into the oh. trailer was, oh my gosh, it was laughable. <laughs> I wish we got it on tape. Um, but <laughs> yeah, my husband actually had to like lasso them and <laughs> drag them to <laughs> the trailer. It was so bad. Yeah. If uh, a pig don't want to move, it's really hard to move it. <laughs> Oh, yeah. And they weren't even full size. And that was like another lesson. You know, the whole thing was just such a learning process where this year we feel much more confident. And I'm glad that we did it last year and, you know, learned kind of the hard way. Like we should have been free feeding them and we didn't. We fed them, you know, twice or three times a day, um, kind of from a recommendation. And they just didn't even get to size. We still got a ton of meat off of them, surprisingly. But they, when we dropped them off at the butcher, they were so much smaller than the other pigs. Um, and we were just like, okay, we got to change what we're doing here. Um, yeah. But it was so fun to learn. And I actually met someone um, who raises pigs in New York, I think off of um, your Facebook group. And he talked to me, you know, the night after we took them for about an hour and a half and just gave us like tons of knowledge that would have been so nice to have just a few hours prior. <laughs> oh yeah. It's nice to have but, somebody kind of talk you through things <laughs> on things like that. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, and just the community in general has been super helpful with, you know, information and, um, you know, especially on your Facebook group has been amazing. So yeah, it was quite the experience with pigs. We're going to do it again this year, but we're doing it totally different. So yeah, it's been a few years to... since I since I handled pigs, but we grew up with them. And I had them, you know, we always had pigs up till I was until I moved out as a as a teenager. But uh, yeah, I mean, I remember the experience, and it, you know, they are smart, and and I mean, just a great animal to raise. But in a lot of ways, there you know, there's a learning curve to them, and you got to learn how to handle those animals because. They oh, are, totally. yeah, they're pretty, uh, they're pretty independent. And when they want to do something, you, you better be able to control that because they'll just do it otherwise. <laughs> oh yeah. And they're so, they're stubborn and mm -hmm. yeah, they, all they have to do is stand still and they ain't moving. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right, right. Well, that's yeah, great. So, and there's your plan to always just raise the animals pretty much just for your food or are you, uh, are you going to be raising them to sell, uh, products from them as well or? Yeah, we've gotten, you know, we've gotten a lot of requests for that. Um, and right now, our, as far as the cows and the pigs go, we're just raising it for us and our immediate family. Um, I do have quite a few people that have, you know, contact us, contacted us about pigs or buying half a pig. And mm -hmm. we're open to the idea, but um, we don't want to get too large on that because we have a good size property. But, you know, we're very um, strict on how we like raise our animals. You know, sure. we want them to have the best life and have a ton of room and, Absolutely, you know, yeah. just, yeah, happy animals, you know? So, um, we can't really fit all that many on our property, um, without jeopardizing that, you know? So, mm -hmm. um, yeah, we're going to kind of see where it goes this year. We're going to get three again. Um, and, we're going to just raise them up again and see how we do this year with them. And, 
how much meat we get off of them being full grown this year instead of, mm-hmm. you know, half grown like last year yeah, yeah. Um, and see what that does for us. And I think we'll probably end up selling some, just some meat from our own stash that we get because I don't think, I mean, we, we our pigs were small this year. I think they were like hanging weight, 70 pounds. And that's oh, really wow. small, you know? Yeah. yeah. But we still got so much meat that our freezer is still full. <laughs> So, mm, yeah. and we're about to get them again. So it's, it comes with a lot of meat. And when they're full grown, you know, it's like a 200 pound pig or plus. So that's going to be a lot of meat that we're not going to be able to eat. So I'm sure we'll sell it individually for now, but I think eventually we'll maybe sell half pigs um, or whole pigs to the community. But it kind of depends on how we do this year with the size lot that we're going to have for them. Yeah. Well, you're, you have quite a uh, quite a few of the smaller livestock varieties. I mean, you're doing chickens. Are those meat chickens or just leg, egg layers or what do you got there? Yeah, they're um, they're hybrids. So we have a, like a lot of Rhode Island Reds, um, mm-hmm. and we do a lot with them as well. Um, we butcher them ourselves, but we don't sell them to the public just because we don't have that license to mm-hmm. um, or the kitchen to do it. If we took them to a butcher, we would, but we do it ourselves here. And yeah, we use them for meat and for eggs. Mm-hmm. Um, this year we're getting thirty more chicks, and we have some variation in there but we are getting some cornish as well to try to do a little bit of meat chicken this year Mm -hmm. um and see how those go but yeah we do a lot of um chicken a lot of eggs we do sell eggs um to the public because now we're getting about a dozen a day and we just can't eat that many (laughs) right right we have Um, quail also so you're probably getting quite a few eggs from those as well yeah yeah we actually you know quail was another thing that we had trouble with. We actually had like a bad mail. Um, so when we moved back from Texas, my father-in-law in Texas has a small homestead as well. And he sent us back with 13 quail. So mm-hmm. we brought them back from Texas with us and they're Bob white quail. So they're okay up here in the North, but yeah, our, um, our, our male, once they all kind of came to, we had three males in there and the rest were female. Um, and so first the the male, the dominant male killed off the other two. Mm-hmm. Um, and it happened very quickly, like, you know, within 24 hours and wow. we were able to, um, separate one of them and have him recover. But the other one was just kind of beyond recovery. He would actually like peck the back of their heads. I don't know if you've ever yeah. had this problem. Oh, yeah. Well, I don't have uh, yeah. Bob Whites, but I have Coternix. And they're a little, I think they're a little different. I, I prefer them raising those. But, yeah, I've absolutely had them uh, tear each other up pretty good. And I've had to, yeah, I've had a couple. Yeah. Uh, not, they haven't actually killed them, but I've had to put them down because they were so bad. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's what we had to do, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. And, and then he started attacking the females, though. Mm-hmm. And that was the weird part that we didn't really understand. And so now we have two out of 13 yeah yeah yeah. and we lost them all you know very quickly and it was terrible and we just did tons of research and tried to figure out what was happening and everyone was like you have a bad male you have a bad male and so we separated the one male and the one female we separated them for about six months and we just threw them back in together and now they're they're fine Hmm, so strange yeah yeah. So the whole thing with the quail has been crazy weird. Mm-hmm. Um, luckily, we were able to, you know, get a couple that weren't too bad yet and be able to process those. Um, we separated some ahead of time um, 
in order to not lose like a food stock out of them because we we just wanted to dry them and see how it mm-hmm. was and so we were able to get a little bit of food off of them but yeah the, these two are still hanging out so we're gonna see what happens i'm not sure how i feel about breeding them with this male <laughs> yeah that's I don't know, the I only guess thing maybe that... yeah maybe those are a little bit more uh, aggressive of a bird than the caternix quail i know the, the caternix like i said i've had a, a few of them that were aggressive here and there but for the most part they, they live really well together and just do really well yeah that's what i've heard so you do you said you do bob white no i don't i actually know somebody that does them um but i just do the caternix yeah Okay. Japanese yeah, I think, yeah. Yeah, we talked about trying those and seeing how that goes better because these two, you know, I, she's not laying right now either. Mm-hmm. Um, she was. They were all laying crazy before, you know, this male attacked them all. But yeah, I feel like something wasn't right. So my father-in-law doesn't have this issue, so I'm not really sure how we got how we got, got to it or, or what we're doing yeah, wrong. Maybe. Yeah, I think so. And, you know, that's a big thing. And I mean, we moved 24 hours on the road with, you know, our chickens and our ducks and our quails and our rabbits and like <laughs> the whole farm. Yeah, that could have stressed ride. them out enough to maybe just make it happen. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. And we built them like this beautiful enclosure, you know, and it's, it's kind of more of a natural habitat. So, it's, mm-hmm. you know, on the grass and we can move it. But, um, you know, they've got like some plants and hay bales in there to kind of you know, dig in and, you know, do whatever they want. Um, Mm -hmm. So they seem pretty happy. But, yeah, I feel like you're probably right with those stress hormones coming out. I think it maybe just ruined them. So we're going to try the Japanese quail. I think we might skip it this year. Mm-hmm. Um, but my husband really wants to raise quail, so we're definitely yeah. going to give it another shot. Definitely something I, I really enjoyed you know, doing. I mean, I, they've been just, I like raising quail. It's just they're easy and, and, and the meat is great. The eggs are great. I just, I really have no complaints about, uh, complaints about quail. I just think it's one of the best livestock, yeah. especially on a small scale. Uh, one of the best totally. livestock you can raise. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you got rabbits yeah, too. Yeah. Their then, eggs huh? are so good. Yeah. Our, well, we have, we had three. Now we have one. Um, She's just kind of a homie. She's a freeloader here on the farm. <laughs> she was, um, I actually rescued all three of them from this farm down the road and, um, they were all in pretty rough shape. So I didn't, um, I've raised rabbits my whole life. That is one thing I've done, but it's been more as pets. You know, mm-hmm. my, my mom, um, kind of raised us breeding rabbits, which was cool. Um, and, yeah. They were all pets though. So these, this one is that we have now as a pet. She came to me with a broken leg um, that mm-hmm. never healed. It doesn't hurt her, but you know it's not right. And she was poorly bred, where she her spine is just kind of wacky. Like she has like big dips in her spine, and um, she's healthy, but she's definitely not like a breeding stock rabbit. Yeah, she gets so to provide yeah. fertilizer for the garden, if nothing else, huh? Exactly. Yep, that's <laughs> what we use her for. Um, but yeah, we are going to, um, build a giant rabbit time. We do want to get into rabbits Mm -hmm. as well. My father-in-law does rabbits. My husband wants to do rabbits as well. And so, um, rabbit meat is awesome too. We could probably hunt for them here, but, Mm -hmm. um, we should do some hunting, but we're not really big hunters, but man, we've got deer in our yard every single day. Oh, Um, really? Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy out here. We have deer, coyotes, you know, squirrels, rabbits all day, every day. Um, 
they just taunt the dogs, really. But have you um, had a lot of uh, predator because, pressure from the the coyotes? Think I mean, you had problems with anything killing your animals, or yeah, oh yeah, um, mm. not so much coyotes that we can tell. There's recently, you know, in the past month or so, there's been one solo coyote, and those are usually the ones you have to worry about, at least yeah. from you know what everyone talks about. But um. Yeah, he's been on our property every day. So he doesn't really go near the chickens, weirdly. Um, he's mostly hunting in our field. We see him, like, pouncing on, you know, mice or whatever he's trying to catch. Um, we let our dogs out when he comes around, mm-hmm. and we have pretty big dogs. So they do a pretty good job of scaring him off as far as coming too close. But we do have a lot of problems with, like, possums. Um getting into our chicken coop and uh some raccoons as well those are our biggest predators for our chickens we have yeah. lost in hawks and owls yeah. hawks yeah. and owls actually is probably the number one we've lost i mean at least seven chickens to hawks or owls uh-huh. um yeah. yeah it's pretty bad out here and uh we've tried a lot of things we've tried putting the dvds or you know cds into the trees Mm-hmm. Um, right now we have fishing line that goes over top of our giant run. So in the, in the winter, we put them in a run, um, you, just to protect them a, from, yeah. Do you, do you keep roosters at all or? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. We have, uh, three roosters right now and they've been good for nothing. So. <laughs> they don't, they don't want really to do much um, protection, huh? <laughs> no. Yeah. They're, they're really docile. Um, they're loud, but. Yeah. yeah, they're really um, they're they're kind of good roosters, I would say, to have around because they're you know they're they're doing their duties as far as the females go, and they're also you know I think they're protecting a little bit, but mm-hmm. we actually have a goose who does more of the work than really? any of the roosters. <laughs> yeah, and she's actually a nice goose too. So we just got lucky with nice roosters and a nice goose, <laughs> um, but we have them kind of separated because we rescued these six chickens and the goose together so we have them in separate areas right now but they're right next to each other they can see see each other through the fence and all that and we have never lost a bird from the flock with the goose so we lose a bird with the flock with the roosters you know at least once a month i would say so yeah it's pretty crazy and um, I never really even we've tried thought everything a, a goose as far as prevention better... goes. I, we've talked about like a large guardian dog uh-huh. coming onto the property, especially once we have you know the cows and everything else. So we're thinking about adding that on at some point. But yeah. right now we're not losing enough to have it be you know a huge loss. Yeah, one here so. and there. I mean, it's understandable and and and, and yeah. reasonable. Yeah, when you start getting like whole flocks getting wiped out in a night, that's when totally. things get really serious. Yeah, yeah, that's and we had that happen almost once, but it was possums, and we just had three possums like invade our flock really? and get into the coop, and they, you know, they're the worst because they just mm-hmm. kill the chickens. They don't like do anything, so and eat all the <laughs> eggs and. So they just killed a bunch of our chickens and we actually had to like get them out of our coop and, and, you know, take care of them because they were just mm-hmm. like really nasty. Oh yeah. I've had them get, so, you know, I've had my pins and stuff. I haven't get them with the quail a couple of times. Had some, yeah, possums and coons are really the only thing I have to worry about around here. But yeah, I've had them, I've had them get in there a couple of times. They rip chicken wire right apart. <laughs> if you have just, using Oh that. yeah. Yeah. We, when we first got our quail too, we lost three of them. Um, 
and you could see that they were pulled through the chicken wire. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so there was evidence of that, and yeah, that we expected that was raccoons as well. And yeah, they're pretty bad, and they're huge out here. Um, they really are well fed out here, so they're <laughs> big old things. <laughs> Yeah, well, that's good. They get a lot of their stuff from the wilds. It does keep a lot of the, the pressure off your farm uh, more so. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, we see them more, you know, this time of year in the summer. We don't see them as much. So mm-hmm. it's kind of a good thing, too. So what's uh, what's your overall goal with your your farm? I mean, are you are you uh, pursuing, like, a, be full-time one day, or is it always going to be just, like, just feed yourself and a little bit of extra money, or what are you looking uh, to do? Yeah, we we really hope to be full time someday. Um yeah. that's yeah, I think that's kind of the ultimate goal is to just, you know, make a, a living that's comfortable while still providing, you know, our family with food and the community as well. We really wanna get into the education side of the community. Um, we've had a lot of interest with that as far mm-hmm. as people wanting to come and learn. You know, all sorts of things homesteading. I do a lot of like soap making and canning and mm-hmm. um, candle making and all that stuff. And people are so interested in, you know, learning how to preserve your food and make your own natural products kind of thing. And yeah, um, yeah. So we're just hopefully going to move into a little bit more of the education side eventually. Um, but yeah, we'd like to both work full time. We still work full time right now, full time mm-hmm. jobs and do the farm. So we'd like to move in you know obviously i'm due in june so i'll be taking off and we're gonna see how that goes for a while for the summer and see you know if if it's doable um to have one of us be full-time and you know but yeah the ultimate goal is for sure to be both full-time on the farm and you know hopefully be able to just do this as a living it'd be amazing (laughs) yeah absolutely so when you say you're wanting to um uh, have more of a kind of an educational lean, you know, help people uh, learn this lifestyle and stuff. I mean, you, you talking about doing classes and, and things like that. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, we have a pretty big barn here on the property. Mm-hmm. Um, actually it's more like a Morton building than a barn, but, um, it's able to be built out into kind of like a classroom setting. Oh, yeah. Um, so I was supposed to teach a chicken course this year, um, but we had issues running in with space and, you know, I wanted to provide chicks and chickens to explain everything. So it actually ended up being a book. Um, so I'm just finishing that up now, um, for people in the community that wanted to be a part of this class that I was going to offer. Um, and then in the next two years, we hope to build out that barn into like a little classroom area where we're able to hold, you know, just anything that people want to learn yeah. um that's doable you know and show them the farm and how stuff works and people are just you know becoming more and more interested and um yeah it's it's really cool to have a community that wants to be involved and that wants to learn and that's kind of pushing us in this direction which is not something we ever expected we'd be doing but yeah, absolutely. That's, cool. <laughs> and that, yeah, that's really encouraging too when you just got other people really interested in what you're doing. And, you know, when people are fighting you on what you're doing, it, things are always harder, but you got people who are encouraging you to do totally. new things and try new things and wanting to learn from you. And that's, yeah, super encouraging. Yeah. I mean, we definitely also get the, the people that, you know, you know, I've had like <laughs> rabbit activist groups like message me and be like, your rabbits, you're abusing your rabbits. They're outside. I'm like, but rabbits like are from the 
outdoors, man, you know? Um, but you know, they're like, you're abusing your rabbits. I'm like, no, my rabbits are super healthy and happy, but yeah. So I, you know, we get both of it from, you know, some people just don't understand, you know, how this goes and that's okay too. But yeah, when you put yourself out there and you're in the community, even online spaces, yeah, you definitely are going to get some of that for sure. Oh yeah. I think it's, you know, inevitable that, somebody's not going to agree with what you're doing. So yeah. I, but, the, the worst yeah. trouble I've had has been, I don't do a lot of YouTube videos, but when I do them, I seem like I always get those trolls that want to come in and just kind of try to wreck uh, my day. Yeah. Yeah. And you're just like, okay, you know, if they, obviously they have nothing better to do. So. <laughs> Evidently, yeah, um, right. Yeah. <laughs> well, it sounds like you're doing some really good, good stuff there. I mean, I, I, I'm always encouraged when I hear people, you know, growing their own food and they're trying to, um, you know, just feed their family better. And, 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 but when they're even stepping out and trying to encourage others and teach others, that's just a whole other step. And I really, I'm really glad to hear you're doing that. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. We're, we're really excited. And, um, you know, it's like I said, it's really just about our community. They've just really bumped us to a level that we didn't, you know, expect to go and we're all about it. So it's exciting that people are just so interested and, you know, we live, pretty close to a major town um but we're still about you know 15 20 minutes um out of town so you know people Mm -hmm. will come all the way out here just to pick up eggs just because they want to see the farm and interact with the animals and stuff like that and so it's it's awesome we we love doing this and um i mean growing our own food our garden is going to explode this year which everybody is excited about us included. Um, yeah. Yeah. So we're, we're really stoked on that. We're going to try growing gourds this year, um, mm. which I don't know if you've tried and from the research I've done, I don't know if, you know, it's going to go well up here. Um, I've had trouble. With grow, it. So, I, I've, I tried last yeah. year to grow a couple different varieties and I, they, they didn't do real well. Yeah. No, yeah. But, no, but so, nothing really did well last year, so it's hard to gauge that. <laughs> yeah, I know. And that's the other thing. So we're we're really trying to grow loofah, which mm-hmm. I was just blown away when I figured out that loofah was a gourd. I don't know. <laughs> like, how have <laughs> yeah. I gone? You, you know, that's long? kind of a thing. Last year, it seemed to be kind of a thing, didn't it? It's like you were seeing everybody talk about loofah gourds everywhere and showing yeah. how they were taking them and stuff and, and doing things with them. And I was totally. like, yeah, that's, it, it really blew up. You never really heard about it. And then it seemed like in the last year or maybe two, it just seemed like they blew up. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think I watched, you know, one of them on uh, someone who was growing them on YouTube, and mm-hmm. I was just blown away that they were even a gourd. I was like, "What? <laughs> Lupas are a gourd?" I was yeah, like, "How I did know. I not know this my whole life?" <laughs> I, I, I think I've known it a long time, but it just seemed like last year I've seen a lot of people actually doing it, you know. And you see the whole process on YouTube videos and Facebook and things like that. People were just talking about it everywhere. Yeah, it's just. It's crazy. It's they're really cool, you know. So yeah. every time I tell people like, "Oh, we're growing loofah," they're like, "Growing loofah." I'm like, "Yeah, it's a gourd," and they're like, "What?" I'm like, "I know, right?" <laughs> um, I know, it just it just yeah, looks so, like some factory manufactured thing. What's <laughs> totally yeah? Or I've had a lot of people be like, "I thought they were from the sea." <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I don't know, but um, yeah. So we're excited to give that a try. I'm not sure how it's going to do up here because I know they need a long growing season. Mm-hmm. Um, and we don't have a greenhouse yet. That's also on the list. Um, do you grow your, when you tried them, did you do them in um, your greenhouse or? No, I, I just, uh, actually I have like a, 
an extension of my uh, grape arbor, and there was kind of an area where I didn't have anything growing. I tried to vine them up through there and stuff, but they didn't grow very well. I never, I never got yeah. any, uh, actual gourds at all. I just had, I just had vines and leaves started up, but they never really grew that well. Yeah, I'm kind of expecting that to happen with us too, but I don't know. I guess you know, it all depends on how our weather is going to be, and mm-hmm. hopefully, it's hot and and sunny, and <laughs> we'll get some out of that because it'd be cool. But yeah, I know they do better in the south, so in the tropical weather more so. Yeah, we could use trouble. I mean, like I said, a lot of people are growing them in the United States. I just don't know. Like I said, last year's growing conditions just weren't ideal for hardly anything, it seemed like. I mean, we got a lot of greens, but, like, everything else just didn't do great. You know, it was just the way it started off really rainy, and then it got really hot, and it was just, I don't know, it wasn't yeah. great for anything. Yeah. Hopefully yeah, this we year were a lot kind better. of the same there. Yeah, I hope it's better, too. I mean, we were pretty much the same as you. We got tons of lettuce um, mm-hmm. and kale and stuff like that, but... Uh, yeah, our beans did terrible. Our tomatoes mm-hmm. did terrible. Our cucumbers did okay. Yeah. Uh, we grew lemon cucumbers last year, and we got a ton of those. And, um, yeah, the grapes. But even our peppers were pretty bad. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, we didn't have a lot. And my herb garden was terrible, too. <laughs> So yeah, I, you know, I have that here. small greenhouse and, you know, I did okay on peppers because, you know, I had peppers and, and tomatoes outside, but also had them growing in the greenhouse all year. Yeah. And every, everything in the greenhouse did, did really well. So we still had a decent crop, but yeah, everything out of there just didn't do very good. But that, yeah. rain, that just proved to me it was the rain that was causing all that problem, you know? Totally. Totally. Yeah. It was so, you know, and our land is, we have like a couple of different gardens, but one of our gardens is in our backyard. That's in a little fence off area. And that area tends to flood in front of there. And so we had a lot of problems with it just being too wet a mm-hmm. lot of the time. And you could tell our tomatoes hated it. And um, yeah, it was just kind of, yeah, we didn't really get as far as tomato crop goes. We planted, I think 17 or 18, um, like just cherry tomato vines, cherry mm-hmm. tomato plants, and we got nothing. So really? Wow. You, was, usually those do yeah. pretty good. But yeah, we had quite a few cherry yeah. tomatoes. Those seem to be more resilient than other varieties. Totally. Yeah, and they were terrible. They were so yeah. – I mean, we got a harvest off of them. It wasn't much, but – yeah, we, it was just so bad. So now, hopefully you, we're definitely praying for a good one. <laughs> now, do you usually sell any vegetables? I mean, you talk about selling the plants. Do you sell any vegetables normally? Or are you planning on doing that? Yeah, yeah. We, um, we'll we sell vegetables. We, you know, we're really big on, like, making sure our family gets fed first. And that's, mm-hmm. um, you know, our immediate family and then, you know, my parents and um, everybody else who's around us, but, mm-hmm. um, my brothers and stuff like that. But then after that, yeah, we definitely sell them. Um, you know, I work at a restaurant in town, so it's nice cause I pretty much can send out a message to everyone who works there and, you know, they, they buy most of our stuff really that we have extra. So just word of um, mouth selling the, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And when we have enough, I post it on the Facebook, but you know, right now we're getting, we're just starting to get enough eggs to feed everybody. And so, mm-hmm. Um, now when I have an extra carton or two, I'll just bring them to work and I can have no problem selling them there. Um, but you know, once we are exploding with eggs, which definitely by next year, hopefully this year, I think everybody's starting to, you know, we had a couple months there where we weren't getting any eggs and now everybody's starting to lay again. So hopefully, Mm -hmm. you know, by the end of the summer, we'll have tons of eggs. Yeah. Are you thinking in the future, like setting up farmer's markets or CSA or anything like that? Oh yeah. In that direction. Yeah. 
Yeah, farmers markets for sure. I'm not sure about a CSA yet, mm-hmm. um, but definitely farmers markets. We're going to jump into that this year, but um, our farmers markets around here are amazing as well. And yeah. um, the only issue is the baby. So yeah, we were right, like, right, yeah, it's going to be a strange, yeah. it's going to be an adjustment year for you for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. We were like, we're already taking on a lot, and you know, um, right, here we yeah. get. Yeah. penalized if you don't you know if you can't make a weekend um which yeah, is totally yeah. understandable but i was just you know we were like future plans and how you'd be selling them in the future and stuff yeah yeah so it's gonna help us just kind of see what we get this year um you know we're definitely expanding our garden pretty big we're going from probably about gosh i don't know I'm so bad at like distances, probably like a quarter <laughs> acre to an acre. So it's, yeah. it's huge this year. Yeah, that's, that's um, pretty big. Yeah. 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 So we'll, we plan on doing a lot of selling this year. Um, cause I can't possibly can all of but that. You, yeah, <laughs> you're, you're making a lot of stuff. Too. You say you're doing. Yeah. Too. Yeah. Yeah. We make a lot of stuff here. Um, you know, I do a lot of, on the canning side, I do a lot of sauces and jams and jellies that we've sold. Um, you know, this winter we did a winter market that we sold like Christmas jam and stuff mm. like that. Mm. Um, so I do a lot of that and I do a lot of soaps. I make a lot of soap. Um, mm-hmm. that's something that I just started recently. You know, the winters here in the Midwest can get pretty long. So I try and stay busy and find other sources of income. Um, but yeah, I started making soap and that kind of blew up in the community. So, you know, just in the past two weeks, I've, um, landed like two accounts in a coffee shop and then another store downtown so i have just like the soap sell- selling thing all of a sudden <laughs> um which really i just made it for us and you yeah. know everybody wanted to try it and and now i have it on etsy and it's going great oh. and i'm selling yeah, i was getting ready to ask you if you were just doing that yeah. local, if you were selling them you know on etsy or anything yeah yeah, both. yeah so it's it's cool and then it gets us out a little bit more too because you know, mm-hmm. these local shops put up a little information about us and, you know, it's kind of nice. So, yeah, soap has done a big thing. Um, and then I do just a lot of other little farmhouse crafty things. We've been remodeling our house slowly, very slowly, especially in the winter. Um, you know, I should say my husband remodels it. I decorate it. <laughs> <laughs> so I have to give him credit there. I definitely do not do any of the remodeling. Um, I can hardly paint. So, yeah, you do the important part. That. You point and tell him what to do, and he just does it. That's the exactly. <laughs> yeah. um, Anybody can build it, but only certain people have the vision. So. <laughs> that's true. That's true. The problem is he has both. So. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, he's great. He's amazing yeah. at what he does, and he does just beautiful work. And so we've been doing that, and then I make a lot of you know decor for the rooms, and then people are asking me to get this personalized decor and all this stuff mm-hmm. so it's just kind of like naturally formed into another income which is cool as well um because i love yeah. doing you know little crafting kind of stuff and um and you're, and you're using so your etsy store for some of this too or? yeah yeah oh, i started good. in an etsy store just i don't even know like two months ago maybe awesome. <laughs> um i think i tried to start one a few years ago and i never you know actually put anything on there um but yeah, like two months ago, I started an Etsy store and now it's, you know, I'm selling a lot more locally than I am on Etsy, but, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I've had a lot of friends from all over the country, you know, buy a bunch of my stuff and 
um yeah it's been really cool well been, send, like, me the, send me the link uh, to that and we'll try to make it so yeah. you can get it out there a little bit more for sure i'll get that in the show notes yeah, for you. Thanks. cool yeah i'll definitely send you a link to that um but yeah it's been fun it's it's crazy how fast we've jumped into this like you know full throttle and mm-hmm. um even with canning i just learned how to can um this past year and it's been super successful and awesome and i'm obsessed with it um it's exhausting <laughs> though as i think you know as well yeah it can be a lot of work days, for sure. oh yeah. gosh yeah after days in the kitchen just like everything hurts your back hurts <laughs> just like, oh gosh probably worse this process. year <laughs> Yeah, I know. Seriously. Hopefully it's worse this year. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, and it's cool because my family is, you know, they're very um, opposite of me. My family is very heavy in the medical field. Um, they're very successful in the medical field, but they mm-hmm. did, you know, years and years of college and um, just kind of went straight into the, you know, typical work life, you know, mm-hmm. and for me to be doing this, they, they've all started to really enjoy it. And, that's you know, great. my mom is so huge on coming over. She like wants to learn, you know, I just taught her how to make soap and she wants to learn how to can and how to make jams and jellies. So it's really fun to mm-hmm. even just get my family involved in in learning um, how to do all this kind of, you know, self-sustainable stuff and, you know, hopefully one day just be totally self-sufficient. <laughs> Now the thought comes to my mind. You're, you're mentioning that your your family is very big in the medical field and stuff, and and you're doing this stuff more from a, a, nat, a naturalistic uh, herbal, you know, healthy food totally. type. Do you do you see any conflict there? Or do they see any conflict there? Do you have any trouble with that? Yeah. Oh yeah. In the beginning, totally. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. When I first um was diagnosed with my PCOS, you know, and I and I had to have the surgeries to remove tumors mm-hmm. from my ovaries. There was no way to stop that, but. Um, you know, after that, they wanted to prescribe me all this, not my parents, but, you know, my doctors and my mm-hmm. parents, you know, along with them wanted to prescribe me all this medication and, you know, all this, you know, stuff that had just these crazy side effects. And I was like, no, I'm not doing it. You know, so then they, yeah, they definitely got pretty upset about that. And, you know, I'm pretty <laughs> um, stern when it comes to like what goes in my body. So I was mm-hmm. like, I'm not doing it. And um, now we've conformed now they've accepted and they know like who i am now you know like that i'm not gonna do you know i don't we don't really have my parents are actually kind of moving into the naturalistic Mm. way which is kind of cool to see but at first they were definitely like you know modern medicine modern medicine modern medicine and i was i was all like taking you know St. John's wort and like, you know, <laughs> looking into herbalism and all right. that stuff. Yeah. So we, we disagreed for a long time, but they've definitely come around and they're, you know, starting to realize that it's not, you know, the pharmaceutical industry is terrifying, you know, and I yeah, think they're absolutely. starting to realize that. I, and you know what? I'm not dead against all modern medicine or anything like that because man, millions oh, of lives yeah. have been saved by it. No <laughs> doubt about Definitely. it, you know, and, and just the knowledge and the wisdom that's involved in the medical community now. I mean, I appreciate that. And I've, I've seen, I've seen what I consider miracles happen through that, but oh, totally. yeah, but you don't, but you can't throw out the old, a lot of the old things either. There's a lot of, yeah. good, I mean, it's like, you know, it's, it's it, with a lot of people, it's all or nothing. And I think there's some middle ground there. <laughs> we definitely need oh, to take advantage totally. of oh, all absolutely. avenues of that. Yeah. 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 Sure. I mean, I totally agree with you. I, I don't think, you know, herbal medicine can fix everything. It's, no, you know, no. there's definitely modern medicine is 
you know, it's science. There's a lot of really good mm-hmm. information there for sure. Um, so yeah, I, I would totally agree with you. I think there's some things that, you know, one can do that the other can't, right, um, or yeah. that's just a better option, you know, but right. yeah, you have to do what's necessary and what's right for, for you yeah. and your health, you know, so yeah, every case there's is some different. things that nature can't fix. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Well, I'm glad that, you know, there's some, some ground. I, I also want to bring it up cause I'm just glad to see there's some, some, you know, meeting in the middle there and some ground being opened up on both sides to where, you know, the, the metal community medical community starting to see a little bit of uh truth in in more of the natural you know healthy eating and and even uh, herbal remedies and things like that and and on the other side that i i'm hoping that a lot of people who are just hardcore herbal fixes everything are starting to see that you know it's maybe not the case <laughs> that there is some some yeah times when you have to you have to see a doctor you know or oh get, totally get some, I, yeah I'm glad to totally. see some middle ground in that for sure yeah it's it's cool to to see us interact now and Mm -hmm. you know we used to be so opposite in our way of thinking and now we can openly you know have conversations about things like herbalism and even just medical Mm -hmm. marijuana now that it especially in illinois now that it's you know become legalized but it's been medical for a while um i think my parents are getting more education on it um in their field which is kind of cool and then also just like nutrition like my dad um so my dad is a doctor He's in internal medicine. He's been in practice Mm -hmm. for, gosh, I don't even know, like 35 years or something now. Um, And he said, you know, he went to 12 years of college. And Mm -hmm. he said in those 12 years, he had 12 credit hours of nutrition. (laughs) And that was it. So he's like, you know, just like having, I feel like I've taught him a lot because he's done a lot with his health as far as, you know, making it better just with food too. And Mm -hmm. and he's like, man, I wish I learned some of this, you know, and that's the thing um, that I hope changes in that, you know, in the internal medicine field is I hope they get more education on nutrition. I think, I think it's coming around, even if they're not getting into school, they're definitely, they're pursuing it outside of school a lot. I mean, as their practices go on, I just had a doctor visit the other day and, and, and I was in there for a half an hour talking to that doctor and I bet you 20 minutes of our conversation was about food and eating this and eating that. And, you know, and and that was good to hear that instead of just prescribing medicines to, to compensate for things, you know, he's talking about food. Totally. I like, I like that. I'm, I'm, I like seeing things go in that direction definitely yeah my grandma just you know she actually just had a a blood pressure scare um that landed her at the doctor and she um her doctor told her to go on a plant-based diet Mm -hmm. and so when she told me that i was just like wow really like that's so cool (laughs) like yeah it's cool to see them you know learning whereas you know i feel like 20 years ago it wasn't really a thing yeah they just Um, threw a bunch of medicine at you and then you'd have been getting more medicine for all the side effects and yeah Absolutely. Another pill for that and then a pill yeah, for that. Right. Yeah. So yeah. I think it's cool now to see, you know, and, and my grandma even said I was so interested. You know, she said he's he's like an older, you know, more traditional doctor. So it's cool mm-hmm. to see them moving, um, you know, into the he- the healthy food side of things. Absolutely. So cool. Well, sounds like you're doing your part in uh, teaching folks about that and doing all that stuff there. I mean, you're going to be de- teaching some classes, it sounds like. And, uh, you know, it's, you say you're putting out a book. Yeah, yeah. I'm actually uh, releasing the book, I think, on Tuesday. (laughs) Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. Available where is that going to be available at? Uh, Yeah, so I'm going to have it um, available as a PDF download on my Etsy. Okay. Um, Yeah, I'll I'll announce it on our Facebook, too, and probably link it up there. But, 
Um, yeah, it'll be released as a PDF file for now. Um, okay, great. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, it's just a really basic, like early beginner guide to raising chickens. Very conversational mm-hmm. format. Um, pretty relaxed and. Um, yeah, my grandma actually did the art for it, which is pretty oh, cool. Wow. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, definitely get that um, out there. Yeah, I'm sure that'll do. A lot of people, uh, you know, interested in, in heading down this uh, this path, or yeah, I'm sure that could be a great benefit for them. Yeah, totally. Yeah, it'll be awesome. Well, yeah, I'm glad to hear all the things you're doing there, and it sounds like you've got a nice little growing farm, and 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 maybe won't be too long at all before it uh, turns into a full time business for you. Yeah, I hope so. That'd be really amazing. We we love doing it. So, you know, it's just it's so much fun. We can't get away from it. <laughs> yeah, well, I know it is a it, it is something that people who don't live this lifestyle, I just don't think they know what they're missing. <laughs> oh, totally, totally. And when you get into it, you're you're sucked in. It's yeah. like oh yeah, yeah. If you don't it's if you don't so want to go down this path, don't get a chicken, right? That's what you're saying. Exactly. Because <laughs> you'll be you'll Stay be full blown in no time. Farm- <laughs> yeah, yeah. I actually just went into uh, our feed store yesterday, and they were like, "Hey, did you see our new chicken room?" And my husband looked at me, and I was like, "Oh boy!" And I walked in, and I had like fifteen chickens picked out. He's like, "Put them back. Oh, We're getting wow. thirty. And I was like, "Okay." Piled up in your arms, trying to walk out with them. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Wow. I was all ready. He's like, "No, put them away." I was like, "Oh man." Slow, go slow. Yeah, <laughs> you can get there, but yeah, slow. exactly. <laughs> well, yeah. I'm I'm really glad you came on to talk to us about all this today. And we'll definitely get some uh, some links to your uh, your new book and your Etsy store and your Facebook page. And um, yeah, I just love everything you're doing there. It sounds like you you're going to be uh, doing some a lot of big things over the next couple two or three years, even. So we'll keep our eye on all the things you're doing for sure. Oh, thanks. Yeah, I'm, I'm so happy I was able to talk with you. Oh, I've been I'm listening to you, you for on. a long time. Yeah, well, awesome. uh, we you know went away for a while, came on back here, but I know get, I got worried. <laughs> Yeah, I heard your story. You know, I heard what happened. Yeah. But yeah, it, when you disappeared for a minute, I was like, what? And then, yeah, got, you know, I went on the Facebook group and kind of. <laughs> yeah, but I'm glad you're back. I'm glad that well, thank didn't you stopped you. You know, well, I'm glad, I'm you, glad, I'm glad that... you decided to come on and, and tell us your story because there's so many, so many inspiring stories like this that need to be out there, you know, and be, need to be heard and, oh, totally. and encouraging folks to, to get out there. And it's part of why I wanted to, I want to keep this thing going. So I really appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. Of course. Well, we appreciate you. So well, Thank you. Thank you. Well, I'll let you get on with your day, and uh, congratulations uh, on the baby coming and uh, and hopefully a better uh, farming season. Yeah, I hope so for you, too. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Well, it was good talking to you. We'll talk to you soon. Good talking to you, too. All right. Sounds good. Well, I know you enjoyed that interview with Jalay and, 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 and everything she had to say. And I will definitely drop those links to her Facebook page, her Instagram, her Etsy store in the show notes. So go check that out. She's doing some really cool stuff. And I went to her Etsy store and was checking out some stuff. She had some really neat looking soaps there. And, and I think you're really going to like that. So go check that out and give her some business. I think she'll appreciate that. And uh, I think you won't be disappointed with what you're getting. So, uh, yeah, give it a look. Of course, you can find all that information either in the app of wherever you're playing the podcast, or you can go to the website at uh, heraldthornbrode.com and go to podcasts there and uh, also find the show notes there for all the episodes. So I really appreciate you joining me this week. And uh, as the weather warms up and spring approaches and planting season nears, I just hope that you'll get out there and uh, get some stuff in the ground and start growing some food, start raising some animals maybe, depending on where you're at, and, uh, you know, start uh, start homesteading and get busy with it. And uh, until next time, happy homesteading. 
and God bless. I hope you enjoyed this episode. To learn more or find more episodes, just head on over to haroldthornbro.com. Thanks for listening. Thank you.